Hello, and welcome to Everything We Made, a podcast that I hope is about growth as much as it is about music. I'm Edie Quinn, and I'd like you to hear something. You're hearing False Moon Redux by Nine of Swords, featuring my pal TJ Stevenson on drums. The song comes off their new album, Beyond the Swords, available on Quiet Ear Records now. I woke up one day. And I was—I had to have been little, little, because I was still living in Jersey. Like, I, my, me and my family moved from New Jersey, like just like a like half an hour north to like the other side of uh, the border into New York and like the Lower Hudson Valley when I was like five. Okay. Um, and we used to live on the bottom floor of a duplex in Dumont, and I remember that house like very vaguely, but I remember it because it was like right next to a really busy road and there was like a creek in the backyard that was like kind of like enclosed woods and stuff. Me and my brother would like play back there every once in a while. But anyway, I woke up one day and it was me and my brother were sharing a bedroom. So as I wake up in the room, my brother's in there. I go outside like, or like out into the hallway and it was like a little kitchen, like immediately as you walk out of the bedrooms and like my parents were there and I remember asking them who they were. Like, it was like, it was like I woke up, like it was almost like, um, like, I just, like, respawned in, like, the middle of a game. <laughs> okay. That's what it felt like. You know what I mean? It's like, I woke up, and I'm like, what am I doing here? Uh-huh. And it's like, oh, you're, and, like, <laughs> I asked my parents who they were, and they're like, we're your parents. We're, like, making breakfast. And I was like, okay, cool. And, like, <laughs> that's, like, the earliest memory I could really recall. And I asked my parents about it a long time ago, and they were like, that never happened. You're like you're a nut job. Uh, I, was, <laughs> I was like, okay, well, I, I like it must have been a dream or something. But I just that, that's like the earliest real memory I have. That and walking to the community pool down the street, because um, my brother was still like like young enough that we had to like push him in a stroller. That actually happened. I, I do know that for certain. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's funny is is um I have a. An eight-year-old that, like, literally thinks it's hilarious to do shit exactly like that. Like, really? Yeah, he has absolutely <laughs> like pretended like for a good like ten minutes that he couldn't remember. Like, you know what I mean? But he's he's like not a great actor yet. But like, yeah. but it's like he he'll stick to the bit for long enough. Like that. Like I'm. I know he's like full of it, but eventually you just like. You're like, okay, let's play with this. Like, let's see what happens if I pretend. Right. It's like, you know, you know what? I'm... Yeah. It's like, we'll lean in. I don't know yeah. who you are. Never yeah, mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Who am I? Wait. I don't know. Yeah. Who am I? You know, who are you? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's yeah, funny. I don't think I don't think I was quite that self-aware yet. Like I was I I have a theory that personally that it's like like I'm sure there's probably a scientific argument to this as well, but it's like the first couple of years of your life, you're just like like before you're like really aware of the fact that you're alive, you know what I mean? Like that's uh-huh. just kind of like lost to the ether. Yeah. Like Yeah. Another thing I was thinking of like randomly is like how like I was just like, oh, yeah, my, you know, my son's like not a good actor. But then I remember when I was little and I didn't want to go to school or or whatever, like I'd, I'd pretend like that I couldn't hear my mom or or, you know, or I'd pretend that I was still asleep or whatever. And my mom would be like, you're smiling. Like, I'm such a bad, like, I can't lie. I'm terrible at it. And I'm such a bad, like, actor that I would be sitting there like thinking I was so slick, but I'd be like nearly laughing, like, you know, like, and you could just see it all over my face. Like I'm, I'm smiling or like laughing or chuckling or something. So, um, yeah, I have no reason to be calling anyone like a bad actor, even an eight year old. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I, I don't know. That's a, it's so interesting. Like, you know, hearing, hearing about like, uh, like stuff like from people's childhood, just because like there, you know, there's like 
just this universal factor to childhoods, you know, like that you can, you can find these stories that relate from like people, you know, people to people. It's, it's really, it's really fun. Um, yeah, I agree. I mean, it's, it's something that you don't really, people don't ask you about all that often, like in your life, you know, it's like, you get past a certain age and everyone's like, you've just been old forever, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you almost can't, you, you you can't, like, you can remember, like, what things were like, but you can't be in that state of mind, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's like, a, like yeah. it's like a frame of reference thing, I yeah. feel like. Yeah. Um, so, like, uh, you know, you mentioned, like, the community pool and stuff like that. Like, what else did you get up to when you were younger? Like, what things were interested in, stuff like that? Oh, uh, I, it was kind of like a journey sort of figuring out like what to do with my time, you know, like, uh, mm-hmm. my brother got into sports pretty early on. Uh, he's, he's not that much younger than me. He's only like two years younger than me. Um, so he was always doing like baseball or, or, um, I mean, he tried football, like basketball, stuff like that. Um, and I was always kind of like just trying on different hats here and there. <laughs> it was like karate for a little bit. I did karate for like, I got an orange belt, which some people say is not like a real thing. There's like a back and forth on that, but that's as far as I got, <laughs> not particularly far. Okay, what's, um, and what's I tried that? little league for a year, like in, when I was in third grade and I hated it, I was just like way too stressed out. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really don't fare well in competition. Like when I was a little kid, like I would watch sports with my dad and the team would lose, like the other team would lose. And I'd be like, I feel bad. Cause they like worked hard to like play, you know? And my dad's like, they're getting paid money to do this. Like it doesn't, yeah. <laughs> like they are being rewarded, but it's just like, I don't know. Uh, when I was a little kid, I was just like, this isn't like winning at other people's expense isn't fun to me. You yeah. know, I like doing things where everybody gets to have a good time. Yeah. It's it's weird. When I was little, I did play a lot of baseball and like we played around the neighborhood a lot and I was like really good, but I couldn't handle like the pressure of like, yeah, like people being like coaches being like, all right, you need to get out there and get a hit and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. Like, and I think it was also like being in like a sports environment that was very like, I mean, even as little kids, it's just like they're boys, you know what I mean? It was like sort of like that, like that social environment of like, we're all like, like young athletes or whatever, just like really just didn't vibe well with me at all. Like those are not really my type of people. Yeah. No disrespect to anybody. Like Everybody, that's how you want to live your life. Like, like but, young kids all trying to out alpha each other or whatever. Exactly. And I'm yeah. just like, dude, like who cares? You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. Some people are good at stuff. Some people aren't good at certain things. Like, like, so ever since I was little, I was just like, this is like silly. I mean, I like sports in like a passing way now. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like for me, it's a lot about like showing where you're from yeah. and like where you live and stuff, you know. And yeah. uh, I do keep up with the Mets <laughs> still, oh, that was my which is controversial as a Philadelphian. What's that? That was my favorite team growing up. Oh great! Hey, yeah. let's go. Yeah, it was uh, it was um, like strawberry and gooding back then. It was like a long time ago. Oh, okay, you know? yeah, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> it was a great time to be a Mets fan. <laughs> it was, it was. They were, you know, amazing players. Um, yeah, gr- growing up in New York, it was like everybody and their mother was a Yankees fan. So it was like, I don't know. I kind of really, me and my family, we all really just like enjoyed like rooting for the underdog, sort of, you know, because mm-hmm. the Mets are even. In their best year, they're still not quite getting all the way, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it, it like it builds character yeah. <laughs> one way or another, for sure. Um, but yeah, I was kind of repelled by sports, like in terms of like being an athlete, like really early on. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I don't know. Like me and my friends spent a lot of time LARPing, <laughs> like or I oh, guess yeah? we didn't know that's what it was, right? You know, because I, I didn't even really have for context. Um, my family had box cable and internet for like three months when we moved to New York. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we got rid of all of that. So it was antenna cable, like the first like 13 channels. Yeah. And like dial up that my parents would always yell at me about using because they needed to call the house, you know? Yeah. 
it's like these are yeah millennial problems i guess <laughs> so, <laughs> no nobody has to deal with like hey i can't leave a voicemail or like call the landline if you're on the internet you know it's like kind of <laughs> it's a very old school problem to have yeah um so yeah i just spent a lot of time like just outdoors doing stuff you know uh my parents both worked a lot because they were pretty young when they had me. They were like a few, year, a few years younger than I am right now, like like mid twenties when they had me. Um, so they weren't exactly like rolling in dough. Um, so so what, uh, my mom, what that? were you? What were you saying? You were LARPing. Like what? Oh well, yeah. It what was games like, were you playing? Well, we would just me and my friend Greg. Like we would, and like a couple of our other friends. Like like in middle school, we would make like swords because he was really good at like woodworking okay. um so he would just take scrap wood and just like put it together like he would just like make like shields and swords and stuff and then we would just like beat the piss out of each other <laughs> with it. it was like very unscientific like i i've seen people doing it now with like foam swords and stuff and yeah. i was like wow like we were dumb as rocks for not thinking of that like <laughs> it's like we were making the swords and stuff but it was just very raw back then i don't know yeah we were all like really into like fantasy and kind of i think we kind of sort of at the time in school had been like cornered into like the nerd category or whatever so we yeah. were just like really we were just like really living it up <laughs> like just yeah. leaning into that we used to go to the ren fair every year for a little while yeah it was a whole thing yeah yeah like yeah, my kids they um they 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 pretend that they're doing like Minecraft and stuff outside. Yeah, yeah. I I understand that that's like a a big thing. And I don't I don't know if my kids like have watched some of those videos on YouTube, so that's what they're Im imitating or if they just Yeah. You know, just like I mean, that's just that's just what you did when you're a kid, you know, you Right. Like, in my, you know, when we were me and my friends were that age. It was probably He Man or something, you know. But uh, yeah, yeah. So it was you, it was like Redwall for me because I Red was Wall. reading a lot of Redwall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did, um, yeah. Did did they ever do? I know that they were doing like like they were trying to do a movie of that for like forever. Did they ever do that or do you know? You know, I yeah, I don't know actually because yeah. I, I kind of I lost touch with it like really early on. Yeah. Um, I, but I used to read all the books that my mom even like one year she got me on like the like the Brian Jacques like book club or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know they finally did uh they finally like it, it didn't end up being a movie, but they finally had that um Watership Down, like they did that Netflix series on it. Oh yeah, yeah, that's and right. It was pretty brutal. <laughs> like, <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a little I'm very wary of like rehashing stories, you know. I feel like it's like a very like market tested like uh, like case study kind of approach to like proliferating media. But sometimes it's like you really hit the nail on the head. You know? Yeah, yeah. I just remember like, yeah, one time, one time, um, we we were watching it after like one like our kids went to bed and. And the eight-year-old comes out and is like, "What are you watching?" I'm like, you, can, I, I don't think you want to watch this, you know. Like, yeah, go yeah. back to bed, you know. But uh, <laughs> just a bunch of, a bunch of rabbits getting murdered over. And yeah, over. this is a very yeah. grim, yeah, <laughs> very yeah. grim. Yeah, but um, yeah, that's good, good stuff. So like, uh, you were, you were like really into like reading and and stuff like that. Um, when did you start becoming involved with music, like? We, did you uh, listen to music as a kid, like passively? Yeah. Or? Oh yeah. I mean, it's like, it's it's weird. Like, I guess uh, for like one statement for context is like for me, it was like music was like prevalent enough in my life that like to this day, it's like I find it strange meeting people who just like don't like. It's it's one thing to have strange taste in music, but having like zero taste in music or like interest in it whatsoever is just like very odd to me you know because yeah. everyone around me was always like i'm i'm one of the few people in my extended play family that like really play music mm -hmm. um but especially on my dad's side everybody was really into music like listening to music and stuff okay my dad had like a like a cd like like a nice hi-fi for the 90s anyway um and he had this big cabinet full of cds and like mixes a lot of tapes and, and CDs really that he got from my uncle 
um, who's like a good bit older than him. Okay. Um, but that's my uncle Pat. But he used to take my dad out to shows back in the day. Um, and he got my dad into punk in like the eighties and stuff. So oh, I was really? kind of raised. Yeah. I was like raised on that type of stuff to a degree. I mean, my dad's taste is like really eclectic, you know, Yeah, <laughs> I'd come home and he'd be listening to like, like you'd be listening like in the hall of the mountain King. And then the next night it's like, like, um, you know, like, like aha or like, uh, like wham or something. And then the next night is like Husker do or like black flag or whatever. Like he's really into the SST stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's wild. Like, the, I feel like, oh, I'm sorry. No, no, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, I just, I was just going to say, I feel like people who sort of started or like, or like, you know, found like punk first always <clears throat> seem to branch out like more than, like, at least that's the way I feel. Like, people who were into, like, you know, metal or, or like, like, you know, like, other kinds of stuff, they never seem to branch out into other things as much. But, like, for some reason, I feel like, you know, everybody that I know that it's like, oh, like, yeah, like, I really got involved in like SST or you know whatever like yeah. of that era like everybody's like oh yeah and then like I I also like The Cure and I also like uh, thrash metal and I also like you know what I mean like it, I think I think punk in general like even from early on like before my time mm-hmm. you know is uh uh I think derivative's the wrong word cuz that sounds pejorative but it's like it it, it punk in in not in all of its manifestations, because that's like a whole conversation, really, uh-huh. about like, like where music comes from ultimately. But uh, yeah, like yeah. punk, punk is very much in dialogue with other genres of music in like the Western canon, and I think like it, it, like even like the way it's sort of like uh, evolved just in the past, like you know, since like the eighties, really, like the past like thirty, forty years, where like you have all these like it'll interact with even just different subgenres of essentially the same type of music, like heavy rock or like metal or whatever. Yeah. And evolve into different things where it's like, now you have like, like screamo and metalcore and deathcore and grindcore, like, like, like so many different iterations that all yeah. can be traced back to like the same place. I feel like a lot of people who, yeah, like have like a strong punk background or at least like very aware of the fact that like the genres intermingling, with other genres and that's how you like continue to push it forward yeah you know i mean so I, I feel like a lot of people miss that point but yeah i do think i do think that is kind of the spirit of the music is like it's a way of like reflecting your own interests and in who you are as well yeah you know especially because at this point it's like there's so many punk bands and there have been so many punk bands and a lot of the ones that are very like memorable and like defining in their own ways are trying to like you know express themselves meaningfully through the medium you know like bring something to the table that wasn't there previously you know yeah and i'm always looking for that in music so (laughs) i don't know if it's like my background created that attitude or vice versa (laughs) you know there might be a chicken and egg problem there yeah yeah. But I've I've always had like a really deep seated interest in music and it was just something that I could do like basically for free. You know, because like, yeah, my yeah. dad had all these CDs and I had a CD player for I had a disc man for a while. And then I got an iPod in like middle school and I I was just burning CDs all the time. Mm-hmm. My mom worked at a library like my whole life. I would go there, I would get some CDs. <laughs> I would burn them. Yeah. The FCC, please stop listening now. (laughs) (laughs) And I would just keep expanding my library. Like I was just obsessed with finding things, you know, Mm -hmm. for, well, especially when I was younger, I was just like so hung up on like trying to find bands nobody knew about and stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, um, I it's wild. Like how, like even after, uh, 20 years of, of, um, soul seek and YouTube and everything else. It's wild how like you can still like, they'll still, still find be something. Some, yeah. There'll still be some random band or, I mean, Absolutely. I don't know, like, I, 
or or I mean, it's just yeah, just like the scope of things is so big with music that like not even I mean even stuff that you've heard of like like I you know, I didn't know until like 2 years ago that Yes was a prog band before like owner of a lonely heart and all that you know like cause, yeah because yeah. why would i have gone backwards on yes like that like what exactly I just if you heard, only know them for the hits you know right like, and oof. so you're like well that's that i mean i could look into more of that but that's not really but it but then when you when you find out that they were a bunch of kind of weirdos then you're like wait 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 tell me more about right this. exactly yes talking about like um punk music and like the derivatives and stuff though it reminded me of this time when someone asked me uh someone was like do you like someone oh how did they put it they were like they were like all you ever post is this screamo shit anymore do you even still play punk music and i was like yeah i absolutely still play punk music because like that's what screamo is like i don't I don't know, like, how to explain that except to say that, like, back in the 90s when in, when I first was, like, you know, starting playing bands like this and stuff, um, yeah. people were like, what kind of band are you, uh, do you play in or whatever? And you'd say punk band. And then, and then, like, certain people, like, in the, you know, in the scene or whatever started... Uh, thinking that punk was like a pejorative term, like you said, you know, like, like they started looking at it like that was passe or whatever, you know? And well, and I mean, and there's circles in punk too, that can be kind of like dogmatic or aestheticized, you know? I know what you're saying. Like, you don't, you're, you're like, yeah, there is a good reason we don't want to associate with that, you know? Um, Yeah. Yeah. So like, so like I kind of got it, but at the, Back then, we weren't really talking about what we're talking about right now. We were just talking about like yeah. people thought they people thought that the music that they were playing was evolved past that, and so they wanted to dis, discern that difference with a thing. But they were just like call any band a hardcore band. Like they'd call Usurp Synapse. The kids in Usurp Synapse would be like, "We're a hardcore band," and like yeah. that's funny to think about now because you're like say hardcore band and you think Cro-Mags not use, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, right. Yeah. It's a, it's become such a rarefied <laughs> medium that like when you say hardcore, it like now has a very specific, it's like, Oh, you're talking about something that sounds like Madball. Yeah. You yeah. I mean? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. And like, I remember even when I was, I mean, I, I, th- I suspect I'm a little bit younger than you, but like even when metalcore was coming up, uh-huh. you know, like in the middle, it's like I was in school at the time and people were calling that hardcore. Mm-hmm. Well, at least where I was from, anyway, you know, and it became a big argument of like, what's the difference between hardcore and metalcore? I remember there was a lot of stern opinions on that, yeah. <laughs> you know. Like, yeah. and I think the delineation has done a lot of damage to the community because it's like it's like we all like essentially the same stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> like, for sure. Yeah, but it, and then it's like, yeah, and then like you can probably even remember um, a time when you'd say screamo and people would be like ew because they think of a certain thing like you know the the what what we would call like target screamo because it's like right it was screamo that was like safe you know yeah like like top 40 screamo yeah 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 yeah, exactly and so like then you know somebody had to had to come up with a different word to call that, that even and you know i don't know we're back to just calling it screamo i guess but like I'm 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 okay with whatever it doesn't matter. But um yeah, it's really funny to think about like when you go back and it's just like you know and someone is like do you even still play punk anymore? Like what do you like how <clears throat> I mean 
a band that sounds like no effects, like that sounds just like no effects, like that could still be a punk band. But to me, like no effects just is not a punk band anymore. You know, like there's <laughs> nothing, there's nothing about that. Like, especially like the more that, that band tries to be unsafe, the more I'm like, this is just like, this is just like pandering to like the kind of people that y'all don't should not be wanting to associate with you know what i mean like as a punk band yeah it's like you're kind of you're you're like trying to like pivot towards the community that's like accusing you of being a poser basically yeah yeah and so it's like yeah it's that whole like you know john lyden bullshit like 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 oh trump is more punk than oh god you know no stop Stop, yeah, you know. Yeah, like it's like now. Y'all lost the lead like, like so long ago. You just lost it so long ago. But um, it's like like, like voting for presidents is like questionably not. You know, <laughs> right, I mean? it's right. like having having a stake in presidential elections is generally speaking not that punk yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, it's yeah. I don't know. It's just like yeah, we're getting into that whole like. Um, the conservatives or the new punks thing is like it's just like oh it's like when you catch yeah, just, catch the like vomit crazy. in your in your yeah. throat you know but um yeah it's like you're even more out of touch than people thought you were when you say something like that you exactly know? exactly so when um did you like when you were in school did you do music in school like is is how you get started like playing music or? <laughs> um. Okay, well, so this is a story too. I have a lot of stories. Okay, good. Um, so <clears throat> I was twelve. I was in middle school, um, and there's there's this girl in a few of my classes because we were in like the same like wing of the school or whatever. Like we had different floors. I went to a big school. Okay. Um, so I had a crush on this girl and she was like really into like metal and shit, which is cool. Cause I was also really into metal and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and in my mind I was like, if I play music, this person will notice me. <laughs> so I picked drums, which is like the, like arguably like the least flashy, like rock instrument. <laughs> right. Um, and yeah, I like, that was like the premise. Um, I never ended up dating this person or anything. Um, I got a drum set for my 12th birthday, or I think it was like 12th or 13th. You probably have to ask my mom to confirm that. I'm pretty sure it's my 12th birthday. Um, and it was a pretty penny. <laughs> and I was getting frustrated the way everyone does when they start playing drums because it's hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was young. And so I was making it like a month in, and I was kind of like dragging my feet a little bit, like not, not practicing as much. And my parents <laughs> literally sat me down after school one day, and they were just like, we just spent a lot of money on that kit, so you're gonna play drums. <laughs> <laughs> you need to return on this investment. But yeah. um, I, I learned at a music shop. Actually, um, it was a place that I, I worked at for a really long time. I never did like school band or like 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 jazz orchestra or any of that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just mostly working at this guitar shop in town and taking drum lessons from this old guy that worked there named Hank. Um, who I have to presume is no longer with us. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace, Hank. That dude was really sick. Um, he, the first day he asked me if I wanted to play jazz or rock. And I was like, uh, rock, obviously. And the dude was like, oh, yeah, I remember when they made that stuff up. Cool. Okay, wait. Do you regret <laughs> that decision at this at this point? No, I don't. No, okay. I don't. Okay. I, like, I, 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 I was always kind of a, like, like, early on, like the type of stuff that really like, put me on to like drums as being cool mm-hmm. was like, like my dad, like lent me like a Led Zepp CD when I was oh, younger. Yeah. That'll do it. You know, I was like listening to Bonham and stuff was really cool. Mm-hmm. And I mean, as soon as I kind of got past the hurdle of like, sort of like stumbling through, like barely being able to play drums and like starting to feel like, I don't know, like when I was younger, I had a lot of time to like invest into playing. And, uh, I was seeing, results of my efforts very quickly Uh (laughs) so it became like this game of like oh i can actually get better at this so i was just doing it all the time like i just became obsessed with it like yeah it just became everything for me like like as soon as that birthday came and passed it's like it was just music i wasn't doing anything else it was just playing drums and um like 
do you, uh, now it, it was so long ago for you like that like I don't know if this you this is something you'll be able to answer but sure. do you feel like there was a there was a a turning point that you can remember exactly was it like you finally like it was it the like oh okay now I can operate my right hand independently of my foot like what do you feel like the turning point was for you um well it was like really slow going early on mm-hmm. um and I, I started my drum my teacher Hank always said I had like decent like I had a decent internal clock. Like I didn't I didn't struggle as much with like staying on tempo. It was just my problem was always getting my hands and feet to do everything they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I feel like like the big moment for me playing drums didn't come until like way later when I was like, you know, I guess like a young adult more or less, like where I felt like I actually had like a real command over it, you know, mm-hmm. like but maybe that's just like it could be like an esteem thing or like yeah. imposter syndrome or whatever. Like I suspect I probably don't give myself enough credit. Um, I feel like for me, the big turning point was like playing shows outside of school. Like I started doing like, you know, like uh, like they had like little like coffee house hours, like after school every once in a while and like different like every so often like opportunities to just like play music. So like me and my friends would do that. Okay. Um, and kind of like within the same breath, like within like a few months, like the beginning of my senior year of high school, my friend Colin Bennett asked me to join a band playing drums. Um, and me and my friends, like my friend, Brian, Greg and Clayton. Um, and at the time, Dan and Jeff, we were all putting together. this like very like, high-minded almost like mars volta kind of like uh like math rock sort of thing yeah Uh and we started gigging like out of town very quickly so i kind of got like my feet wet like touring and playing gigs like not you know in like a school setting pretty early on and i think that was uh the big turning point for me in terms of like i'm not only able to like play drums but i can like play it to other people and they think it's good <laughs> you yeah know? I mean, it was like this very like validating moment for me for sure but that was like six years into playing you know it's like i just kind of grinded at it forever yeah. like there'd be days i would come home and i would just practice doubles on my foot for like three hours like i was just torturing my parents god bless them like like i would just like literally just be doing doubles for hours i'd just be playing the same sheet off of like my drum set work but for hours yeah like i wish i had that kind of i don't have like i i i play i play drums the same way i play guitar when i like when i'm just like uh i I think I'm totally annoying, but in a different way. Like, I don't just like you're what you're doing is like, um, it's like exercise. Me, me yeah. it's like, it just is so much random shit. Like, I just am like, oh, you know what? You know what would sound like this would, this is fun. And I'll just like, I'll just do this like, um, flam to hi-hat choke to whatever to whatever and i'll just do this random like riff like over Mm -hmm. and over and slower and faster and slower and faster and till it's like easy but i and like i can mentally work it into like a beat or something right but i won't necessarily go there i'll just do this random shit and then and then i'm just like oh that's cool and like I think like to my neighbors and my partner and, you know, my kids that, that they're just like, they do not know how to actually play drums like at all. And they probably think, and then I'm like, Oh, I made, I made an album and they're probably like, how did, like, how did you do that? Like, I've never heard you play anything good, you know, like, (laughs) but, um, yeah, I don't, I wish I, I wish I had like that kind of just like, Fit, when I figure something that I need to be able to do and and commit to that because I don't I just have like the the closest I came was when I was doing the de facto uh, thing I had in my yeah. mind I'm like okay I 
I know what I want this record to be like. So what I'm going to do for like two weeks is I'm going to play to, I'm going to speed up um, Portraits of Past and I'm going to speed up Infest. Like, oh, wow. and I played along to it. <laughs> like I played along to both those bands, like sped up, like slightly. Well, that's crazy. And, um, and, and I was like, okay, now I'm ready to like record like whatever. And then I just recorded like stuff and made songs out of it. But like, um, that's the most, like, as far as like, I had a goal, which was basically to just be as fast as I could, you know, like be faster. Yeah. And, and like, yeah, I don't know. I've always said like, oh, I need to like look at, watch like rudiment videos or something, but I just, I don't get it. Like, I don't, you know, that's not, my brain is. Yeah. I'm like, I feel like I, I, I ride a line between being like obsessed with technique and like, and not caring about it at all, mm -hmm. you know? But I, I feel like honestly, like, the way people drum is also like kind of reflective of like, um, like it, it can be at least like, like a reflection of like how you like, like view the world and stuff. That's like what people say when they mean like, I can hear that it's you, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like the types of decisions you make, even just like playing an instrument, even yeah. in like a free form setting, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know even where I was really going with that, but it's just like, I feel like it all exists in kind of the same dialogue. You can almost like pick up something about per like someone's personality based on like the way they practice. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Or even yeah. just like their attitude and like, what am I trying to get out of playing drums? Like, I think for me, like, and this is a question that I've been asked by many people in my life over the years is like what I'm trying to do, uh -huh. which I never had a really good idea of what I was trying to do, you know, because like... I just kind of waited for opportunities to come to me, you know? Yeah. Um, but, like, uh, I feel like what I was really trying to, like, accomplish was not just to play drums, like, for money. You know what I mean? Because uh -huh. there are plenty of people who, like, they practice in a very repetitious, like, controlled way. And that's the way in which they perform, you know? And it's usually as, like, session guys or, like you know, sitting in a pit band or whatever. And people are content with that, you know, or even just being in like a wedding band or doing covers on the weekend or whatever. Like people are content with that. And I wanted to be, I wanted to do what I wanted to do. And I wanted people to like that, yeah. <laughs> which is a little bit more complicated than just making a living playing drums, you know, but yeah. I think it also even reflected in like the way I practice and the types of things I fixated on. Cause for me, it wasn't just about, getting like becoming like the best drummer ever it's like how do i do this in a way that's like signature and like true to like the things i enjoy yeah and like it's something that people can latch onto and like enjoy as well yeah which is which is wild because like you know um i watched the uh the nine of swords uh life without buildings cover set today and oh, i was wow. like you know like i before because I didn't even know that existed until today. And so before that video even started, I was like, I get this. Like, I get TJ doing those. Like, I get it. Like, just from yeah. your style. Like, and I don't know if that's like, you know, I mean, that band obviously, like, wasn't around, like, when you first started, et cetera, et cetera. And I don't sure. know if you'd necessarily consider that an influence on your playing, but I immediately, like... I was like, I saw a through line, you know? No, I, I mean, I think that's like, it's something that uh, attracts me to music sometimes, especially things that like, because truthfully, I like, I spent a long time listening to like indie and like emo stuff when I was younger. Um, mm -hmm. It's not really something I do so much anymore. And at the time, that wasn't really the case either. It was kind of just like rap and metal for me mm -hmm. for the most part. Um, but it was just, there's something about what they were doing in particular where I was like, these guys were like, so ahead of their time mm -hmm. you know like when when i found out that record came out in like 2000 i was just like wow you know what i mean mm -hmm. <laughs> like it's like like that could have dropped today or like 10 years ago and done great you know what i mean yeah. it's just like it's a very timeless record and yeah like the the way that that i don't know the drummer's name but the way that they approach like doing fills and even just kind of like their touch with things, like I, I, I felt like it spoke to me on a level, like you know, like you, you find drummers who, sort of like, 
are analogs to you in one extent or another, or like they, they share concepts that you also enjoy. Yeah. And it's like, Ooh, I see myself in this music. You yeah. know, it's like, I, it did have like this really powerful, like gravitational pull on all of us really. in dinosaurs. <laughs> like we all love that record. It's yeah. a really incredible record. time i heard one of their songs i was like how how can this band be this weird all the time and then hear like the whole record and you're like god damn it they did it you know yeah yeah and it's like it's like brilliant yeah, you know yeah. what i mean Absolutely. it's like somewhere between like sigur ross and like snowing like yeah. it's like <laughs> like <laughs> yeah very 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 cool and i never yeah i never thought of it the way that you mentioned where it's like yeah, that that literally could have came out in the '80s. It could have come out, and you know, it, it came out when it came out, or it could have come out now. Like it, you could, you could see that band playing with like Susie and the Banshees, you know, or whatever. Like right, no problem, yeah. you know. Or you could see them playing with you know Block Party, or you know. Right. It's yeah. like it's like they're just like welcome anywhere. Like they yeah. they managed to tap into something and make it like truly timeless. Yeah, exactly. Like it has like like Spiderland energy to me, you know, where it's just like this is just like kind of a peerless record. Like they just tapped into like some cosmic shit. Yeah. You know, sure. like <laughs> for sure. Um so yeah, so like uh you know it was um going back to like when i first was contacting you to do a chat and stuff and i like did not even know that you were this the same drummer from both bands first of all it's like um nine of swords has been on my radar for a while i see y'all playing like even you know back when like coma regalia was touring and stuff i'd see that y'all would be playing here and there and we never crossed paths so like you know to be fair you know that's my excuse like i didn't know um but like what other bands uh like have you been in that you would say hey um like this you know like maybe if it's a a little embarrassing but like the music's out there and you know you hold some fondness for it like like you mean like 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 highlighting past yeah yeah sure okay um there's one band at the front of that list for me and that's the bottom the bottom um the bottom that was okay. me um my, my good friend mike arneff um he's not playing in any bands right now okay and my friend peter katz uh, who uh he's pair i don't know if you're with with the with an extra e like p-e-a-e-r okay I'm um not familiar i'll check it out yeah he does like yeah he, he does like um kind of like mathy like like indie rock sort of stuff very okay. cool stuff okay. and, and i've i've sat in with his band like plenty of times over the years but um me we were all really into metal okay and peter was like we should make like a metal band we're like cool so we made a band called oxen and we had a concept record about uh like the diatloff pass incident Uh, i don't know if you're familiar with it no but uh essentially like a bunch of hikers were out on this mountain in russia called like which in english like the name is like the mountain of the dead um and they all died like under like very very mysterious circumstances and there's like very little to prove what happened okay like some people think it was like supernatural and some people think it was like 
the Russian government or whatever. Okay. Um, so we took a break for a while and then sort of completely changed our sound. It was like doom metal, but like, like nerdy doom metal, okay. I guess. <laughs> we were trying out like really weird concepts. Um, so we renamed the band The Bottom and we put out a record like our senior year of college called white light of infinite hope. And okay. if anybody, if there's anybody who is a, a, at all interested in my back catalog, which is an odd thing for me to say, that is like <laughs> the first thing that I would recommend is like, listen to white light. Cause I'm very, I'm still very proud of that record. We put it out like seven years ago and I think it holds up still. Awesome. Um, just cause we, we just had a lot of fun with it and it was from a period of time in my life where all, I never had anything better to do than just play drums. So we had some really ambitious parts. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Um, and our, so our soul glow and nine of swords, like, it, do you have any other bands sneaking around that you're in right now? Or do um, uh, yeah, I have another, I have another project with okay. Chris from nine of swords, uh, called 2720. Okay. That uh, we're in the midst of tracking things for, or like kind of getting ready to track things for. It's okay, been, so that's a new thing? We started writing. Yeah, it's a new thing. It's not even really out, though. We haven't played any shows. We don't have any recordings yet. We started working on it in the pandemic. It's been like a really slow process just because like my touring schedule is crazy and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But um, that'll probably see the light of day at some point soon here. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I'm not, I'm not in any other bands right now besides those two. Okay. Well, um, I mean, like, those do it, though. like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're either on a, like a, a, a cruise or a huge festival or, or something like every other month. So like pretty much, yeah, yeah. It's, I'm just, I'm just busy all the time. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, they, they keep me pretty occupied. Like I, I spent, a, I was in and out of a ton of bands when I was younger. Um, yeah, I, I was in Nodice, Chicago with my friend Colin. Uh, I was in a math rock band called Our Daily Fix for like four years or like almost four years, like into college. Um, I subbed in with Crying. I don't know if you're familiar with Crying. Yeah, yeah. I did. I did a tour with them at the end of 2016 um, out to like California and back. And then the next year I went to South by with Peter and his band Pair. Um, just playing bass. Like, I was just trying to hit it with whoever for a little while, you know? Like, yeah. I just wanted to, like, get out there and do it, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, but things didn't really ramp up until I got to Philly. That was, like, when I really started gigging, like, hardcore. Um, but, yeah, when I was younger, it was, like, I would try and be in, like, like three or four different things at once, you know, just with many irons in the fire. Yeah. Like, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I mean... Um... I'm not a stranger to overextending myself either. Not not that yeah. like you necessarily are doing that, but um, yeah. Um, I I plan on um chatting with Pierce at some point, like hopefully very soon. So um, uh, I'll just say about the Soul Glow record, like fucking phenomenal record. Like, thank you, thank, thank you, you so much for uh, for making you know for your part in that, like, um, just incredible record. Um, but yeah, also like, you know, the nine of swords record, like I, it's, it's kind of unfair that you're, that you're on, uh, two records of that caliber, like within just a few months <laughs> of each other, like what are the rest of us going to do, you know, with, uh, but, uh, yeah. Um, I wanted to just like, uh, you know, touch on the nine of swords stuff mostly then. So like sure. y'all have been, a band like for you know it looks like you know going on 10 years now and yeah um this would be basically i i guess you would consider it the third lp right uh yeah i suppose i mean we didn't really have like a long play record until 2016 okay like, I, like for we were we were like an ep's band for a while like okay. ep's and singles yeah i see i mean that's it's like i wouldn't i didn't know like like what you would consider um an nlp like you know it's it's like the whole grindcore thing like um not you know saying you're a grindcore band but it's like yeah. what what makes an lp you know i mean if if it's this long but if it's this many songs like what's the rule with that so right. i was going by like basically the self-titled uh, from 2013 and then okay. you will never die and then the newest one so that's what i was going by and 
I think, like, yeah, I think that's a fair enough. That that's a fair enough. Uh, like, I, I think some people would argue the the first release is like technically, but that was like really just like our debut to the world as well, too. Right. Right. Um, I mean, it's nine songs, so I mean, yeah, it is. It yeah, is I forget. Short, I actually, course, I actually forget know? that it's like literally nine tracks. We can count that one. I'll yeah, count that yeah. one. So, <laughs> I was gonna ask, like, you know. Um, I don't know if this was intentional or if this is just because the just the way that like uh things have been in the last couple of years the uh <clears throat> but um so the new you know um beyond the swords like reminds me more of the first thing than the second thing reminds me more of the debut than you will never die like you will never die I felt like y'all were possibly uh ahead of time like like we want to try some different things and uh, like there was more electronic involvement maybe and yeah like yeah. was that was it a conscious thing to to where you're like okay we're just gonna like go for it on the new record and just like <laughs> was it just like or is it just like everybody the last couple of years and you know, everybody just being fed up about everything all the time. And it was just like, that's just what happened or a little bit of both. Um, I don't know. Yeah. It's like, I don't really know if it was like a conscious reaction that you will never die. You know, I mm -hmm. think that still sticks out to me as like my favorite release of ours. Uh -huh. Um, no, I mean, not no dig on the new record. The new record's excellent as well. No, I think I it's interesting it. that you're saying that it, it harkens back more to the old stuff though. Cause I, I, I don't know if that was totally intentional. Me and Chris have gotten like a lot more into like kind of like the chain punk spectrum of things. Sure, sure. I think that bled over into the newer material. And also it's like my 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 punk chops have like considerably improved in like cause it's been like six years since we put out a record. Um so yeah. Um I think it kind of was just like a culmination of all of us like having different experiences. Rachel's in another band called Greg Elect uh, Greg Electric. Okay. Um, so and she fronts that as well. So I think we all kind of just like picked up different things outside of uh, outside of our our time in Nine of Swords and just kind of like like just sort of picked up where we left off in that sense. Um, as far as the electronics go, interestingly enough, um, that kind of was a like at the time that we were doing that like record um, or like shortly after we had kind of uh, tracked all that stuff. I, I tore my ACL um, and I was just in a bad way, like going into twice, like end of 2016 beginning of, or end of 2015, beginning of 2016, sort of uh -huh. like right out of right after college. Um, so I couldn't really play drums for a few months and uh I got an iPad so I could just like make noise on it and I downloaded all these weird like electronic apps and just started playing around with electronics, like, <laughs> like just recording stuff at home. Cause it was better than, than no music, you know? Yeah. And some of that stuff ended up on the record and at the time. Also Jack, our bass player, um, he was, uh, using like stage electronics. Like he had a, like a, like a mood workshop, mm -hmm. like a uh, synthesizer, and like like some loopers and delays and stuff. We don't really do all that like noise stuff anymore. Yeah. Um, so maybe it's just us getting older. Or maybe it's just like a need to simplify things. Also, Chris is like, as far as writing demos, Chris is a little demon. Like he'll just be like, "Hey, I wrote like 13 songs." It's like, okay, <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like like over quarantine, he wrote like so much music. <laughs> like he he started like two other bands, um, one of which I'm in, and like, yeah, the guy can be like a machine. So it's like he'll pump out a bunch of stuff, and then we'll like kind of fine tune it a bit more. Um, but yeah, I think it just reflects like the way our interests have sort of shifted. Like it's definitely not like as screamo as the old stuff, mm -hmm. you know? Um, but I don't know. That's not to say like, we, we, we still love screamo. <laughs> let that be, let that be known. Yeah. I mean, you, you can't, you can't escape it. Like y'all playing yeah. the, the most screamo stacked shows right now. Like, you know, like, well, yeah, that Ostraka bill in, <laughs> in Brooklyn. That was, that was a fun time. Yeah. 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 It's like, it, I like, it seems like, um, 
all the shows that I've that I've seen uh, that y'all have been on lately. I I'm not sure. If, I feel like there was more than just that, but maybe I'm just thinking of that one because it just had like everyone on it. But um, it was because it was like Sonagi as well, right? It was um, it was us, Massanera, Ostraka. Um, wait, was Massa on that show? No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> Massanera played with us in New Jersey with Infant Island, actually. Oh, okay. That was fairly recently. Okay. And then we played with Ostraka, and who else did we play with? NUI, um, Army Wives that... from Up My Way. Right. I could have swore there was a Sunagi show, but I guess I'm thinking of Massanera. We've, we've, definitely, we've definitely played with Sunagi, like, I don't know if it was recently, but, yeah. like, definitely, like, in our time in Philly, for sure. Yeah. I mean, we love all them. Closer's yeah. playing the, the release shows in July, too. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Yeah, it's, it's um, I think, has it been a minute since they've played, I think? So um, that'll be awesome. They, yeah, they did, they did those shows, like, with Touche in March, Oh, um, right. but I think, I think it's been pretty quiet in their camp since then. I haven't really seen so much of a uh, closer being built lately, but yeah. I'm sure they're, they're, they're doing, they're doing something. They're up to something. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, Cause they've, they've been around for a really long time too. Mm-hmm. Um, like they started like a little while after us. Um, so it's, I'm really glad that we're having them on the release show. Yeah. <laughs> the old friends. Isn't it wild, like, screamo bands being, like, around for a long time? Like, it's such a novel thing over the last, right. like, however many years. It's like... Yeah, it's like, I, I never really stopped to think that it's been, like, nine like nine years, you know? Like, it really only occurred to me recently where it's like, wow, that's, like, really a long time, isn't it? Yeah. You know? Like, it's just, it's all just kind of flown past me, you know? Like, yeah, and I guess it's just, like, for me, it's like, I've always just been kind of, like, just moving forward with music it's like just playing shows writing stuff it's just like if people like it that's great and if they don't like i still want to play music anyway you know so yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> i'll find a way <laughs> like, yeah 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 if you like it you don't mind if 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 not maybe next time i don't know right you yeah know. it's like maybe yeah maybe it's just an off night maybe you're just not ready to hear this right now <laughs> yeah um so what a like between you, now you said you're tracking demos for 2720, so I I suppose like that's something that we might hear something from uh, before the year's out or maybe early next year. Um, yeah, well, probably sometime in like the next like calendar year from now. You know, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. that'll probably turn up somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like not really. I'm not really writing too much music right now, truthfully. Just like uh, it's just been gig life for the past little while. Yeah, and Soul Glow is <laughs> about to go back out, right? You know, we're we're going out with uh, Show Me the Body in July, yeah. and then like we got a couple one-offs in August when we get home, and then we're going to Europe, and then we're playing two festivals like end of September into October, so we're gonna tour around that. So I'm pretty much gonna be out for like three months. <laughs> That's wild. Um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if I'm totally prepared for it, but I'm, I'm gonna brace myself and hope that everything goes okay. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's all you can do. But, um, right. Yeah. Is there anything that you wanted to tell us about before we take off? Like, is there anything we didn't talk about? Or, um, hmm. I'm trying to think. It's a good opportunity to say something. <laughs> well, um, it's it's hard because like I can't be like so. Uh, tell us what you know because like you you literally just released like two perfect LPs like what how could I ask for more you know you can't <laughs> I'm glad you feel that way I mean uh, if anything uh, I hope I hope people really enjoy Beyond the Swords because they'll, they'll probably have to chew on that one for a little while yeah you know because uh, our turnaround on writing records isn't like nearly as quick as like it, like the pace Solo was working at for a little while there with recordings you know like we kind of mm-hmm. just get to it when we get to it but i i don't think nine of swords will ever end yeah. it's just kind of like yeah i mean none of us really have any interest in like really we could go away for years and then just like come back on a whim like yeah for sure. <laughs> i feel like that's like gonna be my life's work is nine of swords ultimately that's awesome i mean yeah if it, if it's working it's working you know so yeah it's yeah. it's been a fun project start to now you know i i, I hope i hope there's another 10 years in that sorts
And that was my conversation with TJ Stevenson. Thank you so much, TJ, for taking the time to chat with me. I had such a great time. For anyone who hasn't already, head over to patreon.com slash human machine and check out all the other stuff that we've got going on. Until next time, take care and do good things.